please pray with me? Gracious God, may the words that are spoken and the thoughts of your people be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. The story begins with a lawyer, don't they all? As tempting as it is, I will not tell any lawyer jokes. Note that the lawyer's intention was to test and challenge Jesus. Earlier in Mark's gospel, we have a Pharisee asking Jesus, which was the greatest commandment. And that's a difficult question because that wasn't about the Ten Commandments, that was about all 613 statues in the Torah, which was the greatest. So now this lawyer begins by asking Jesus what he must do to inherit everlasting life. Inheritances are the stock and trade of lawyers. He already knows the answer. So Jesus' questions fed right into his wheelhouse. What is written in the law? What do you read? Touche. Now the lawyer is being tested. This is going to be fun to watch. Note the lawyer's response. He does not disappoint. He had this one nailed. He had learned his Torah lessons well and obviously memorized the response. You must love the Most High God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. The lawyer knew he was right. He had studied his catechism and Jesus congratulated him. You have answered correctly. Do this and you'll live. That was the action plan. Do something. I suspect this lawyer knew Jesus did not really answer his original question. So in an effort to gain the upper hand, he attempts to trap Jesus and to justify himself. And who is my neighbor? Score one for the Torah scholar. It's a trick question, but Jesus reframes it. You cannot define neighbor. You can only be neighborly. There's more to this parable than meets the eye. The only persons considered by those true believers to be neighbors were first and foremost other true believers. But Jesus has another twist in responding to the lawyer. Jesus does not identify the identity of the man who fell among the robbers. If it had been a fellow Israelite, then the priest and the Levite were both at fault for not stopping for him. 
they were required to help fellow believers. Of course, if he is one of the chosen like them, then the priest and the Levite would have had no excuse and would have stopped immediately. But there's more. If the traveler had died, they would not have been allowed to touch a dead body because that violated the Torah. So Jesus states that he was only half dead. Now there's no excuse. Jesus has painted the lawyer into a corner, but he doesn't know it yet. The priest and the Levite were at the top rungs of the pecking order in terms of the prescribed social order. The priest was at the very top, and the Levites were persons who assisted the priests. The twist which Jesus added when he identified the rescuer, the rescuer was a Samaritan. Remember, this is the parable of the good Samaritan. That was a contradiction in terms. You could not use good and Samaritan together. Samaritans were originally part of the community, but when the Israelites were hauled off into captivity in Babylon, a few stragglers were left behind, and they gradually formed a community, but not in Jerusalem. They resided in what was known as Samaria, near the village of Shechem. They organized their remnant community and followed most of the same religious practices. When the children of Israel were released from their Babylonian captivity, they returned gradually and began with the first and most important task, rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem. They did not recognize the remnant in Shechem who had established their own place of worship. Then began a long period of contention since the returning Hebrew people did not recognize those who had remained as part of their true faith. Yes, there were even church splits in those days. The animosity was very powerful, so much so that true believers from Jerusalem not only avoided traveling through Samaria on their way to Galilee, it also violated their religious rules to even use the word Samaritan. From his painted-in corner, when asked by Jesus, who of these three do you think proved himself neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And instead of saying the Samaritan, the lawyer fudged. The one who showed compassion. He knew he'd been had. Yes, says Jesus, the good Samaritan, go and do the same. Go and show compassion. Go and be compassionate. The parable of the good Samaritan is not just an example of compassionate spirituality. It is a critique against 
religious passivity. If religious people, if, if church people will not work for justice and mercy, God will find some other people who will. Not one of the religious figures in this parable escapes, not the priest, not the Levite, neither does the lawyer. We all continue to struggle with the question, who is my neighbor? As a country, our nation struggles with the same question, who is our neighbor? I firmly, I firmly believe that by focusing on the definition of our neighbor, we are intentionally avoiding the question, what is my role in being neighborly to everyone who crosses my path? That's what I sense we at First Congregational Church struggle with, how to be neighborly with our community, with those who cross our paths. In a few minutes, we'll move next door to the children's playscape, which is one of the examples of how we can be neighborly. I want to leave you with one thought today. The question is not now nor ever should it be, who is our neighbor? It's not a matter of deciding who's in and who's out. The question is, what can we do to be neighborly? It's not a question about the attributes of them. It's a question about our behavior, our actions, our reaching out to all who feel out of place, those injured in body, mind, or soul, those who are needing affirmation and support regardless of social status, regardless of racial or ethnic identity, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of whom they love. The lawyer asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? He totally missed the implication of the Torah which was to treat everyone you meet as you would like to be treated. That was the action plan. Do something. Jesus replied, show compassion to everyone you meet, whoever they are, no matter where you meet them, no matter where they are on life's journey. Remember the words of the prophet Micah. God has showed you what is good. And what does, the, what does the Lord require of you? Three things. Do justice. Love kindness. And walk humbly with your God. Amen.